Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Julius Baer's Moving Markets podcast. It's Tuesday, the 11th of April, and my name is Helen Freer. So a lot of markets, although not all, were closed yesterday due to the Easter Monday holiday. So it might be a short week this week, but there's still plenty coming up that investors will have their eye on, including a number of earnings reports and some key CPI and PPI prints that are due out midweek. On today's show, I'm very pleased to be joined by Menzel Pachinci, and I'll be getting his latest thoughts in terms of technical analysis very soon. But first up, I'm delighted to have Bernadette Anderko with us this morning as well. Good morning, Bernadette. So it's been a few days since our last podcast on Thursday. Anything significant that we should know about from the end of last week, first of all? Well, hello, Helen. Good morning. Um, And yes, in case anyone missed it, we had US employment data out on Friday where we saw non-farm payrolls rising 236,000 in March, showing that the red hot labour market cooled a little bit in the month with hiring gains moderating and wage growth easing as more workers sought jobs. Uh, The unemployment rate ticked down to 3.5% against expectations that it would hold at the previous month's 3.6%. Steady hiring growth in March might now keep the Federal Reserve on track to consider raising interest rates again at its meeting in early May, but slower wage gains might also allow officials to hint at a pause after that. And what about yesterday? Anything to report there? Well, in the US, uh, the S&P 500 spent most of yesterday in the red, but it did manage to go green by gaining a few points in the final minutes of the session to close slightly higher as investors looked ahead to key inflation data this week. The broader index rose 0.1%. Dow Jones Industrial Average added 0.3%. But the Nasdaq Composite actually ticked down 0.03%. I mean, tech stocks really did struggle. Shares of Apple fell 1.6%. Google parent Alphabet slid 1.8%. And Tesla shares were off 0.3% after the company said it's going to cut prices again on some of its electric vehicles. Meanwhile, however, shares of chip makers actually rose after Samsung said that it would cut production to support prices. And in another plus, there are some signs that the banking turmoil is subsiding. According to the Federal Reserve data for the period ending March 29th, deposits increased by 42.3 billion US dollars on a non-seasonally adjusted basis. And what's the latest in Asia this morning? Well, Japanese shares climbed this morning following the dovish stance of the new Bank of Japan Governor Kazuo Ueda, who signalled that any significant changes to monetary policy are unlikely for now. Uh, The yen trimmed some of its loss of more than 1% from yesterday, as Mr Ueda spoke. And Japan's markets were further boosted by Warren Buffett's comments that he's considering an additional investment in Japan's five major trading houses – Helen, these companies known as uh, Sogo Shosha are actually conglomerates that import everything from energy and metals to food and textiles into resource-scarce Japan. Um, Meanwhile, in China, we had the release of CPI data this morning, which showed inflation remained muted in the month of March. The consumer price index rose just 0.7% year-on-year in March, weaker than the 1% forecast. China's benchmark CSI 300 index of stocks erased an earlier gain to trade 0.3% lower as of the midday break. And gains in both Hong Kong and Shanghai faded amid focus on uh, this Chinese inflation data. Uh, the dollar's edged down this morning after three days of gains and US Treasury yields have ticked lower, meaning, of course, that prices are higher. What about commodities? What's going on there? Well, oil has trimmed some of its recent loss with West Texas Intermediate trading back around the $80 a barrel level. Gold is slightly higher, nearly $2,000 an ounce. But the main story here is that Bitcoin has topped $30,000 for the first time since June 2022. 
It's now up 80% since the start of the year. Okay. And what do we have coming up this week then? Well, today here in Switzerland, the government's meeting for a special session after ministers agreed to provide up to 109 billion francs in taxpayer money to support the takeover of Credit Suisse by UBS. Uh, Lawmakers are likely to try and push the government to overhaul the too big to fail rules. Um, And meanwhile, investors are in for a busy week of economic data, as you mentioned earlier, including the latest US consumer price and producer price index data for March. They're due out on Wednesday and Thursday, respectively, and they should help determine if or when the Fed is going to pause or even end its rate hiking campaign. And investors are also waiting the first batch of companies reporting first quarter financial results. We've got three of the United States' largest banks, JP Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo and Citigroup. And the largest US healthcare company, United Health Group, all scheduled to report on Friday. Okay, a busy week. And looking ahead to today, then, what are futures doing at the minute? Well, there's a lovely sea of green. So um, I'm keeping my fingers crossed it's a good start to the day. Great. Thanks very much, Bernadette, for the roundup. Now, Menzo, let's move over to you now. What would you say is the key driver for markets this week? Well, uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, We think the key driver is the breakdown of the US dollar and US interest rates. Of course, these two are interlinked. So when we look at US interest rates, here we use the benchmark 10-year yield. We are seeing here that we are still trading below the highs of last June, around 350. So the market is unable to rebound here towards higher yields, even as it is quite oversold the market. So what is the implication here? This implies to us that the risks are on the downside and we expect a new trading range for US interest rates between 250 and 3.5%, implying that most likely for the next uh, quarters, we have seen a peak in US interest rates. This, of course, translates directly to the US dollar. So in the US dollar, which of course peaked a bit later in September of last year, After a severe correction, uh, the US dollar is unable to see any meaningful rebound, which implies to us when we look at the dollar index that there is further downside potential. So when we look at the dollar index, we think uh, a realistic target might be around 95. So we are currently trading around 102. So this implies another 5 to 7% downside potential from current levels. What I can tell you here is that uh, the lower US dollar, of course, helps US equities here in particular, interestingly, the Nasdaq 100, which has risen 14.4% annualized when the US dollar was in decline. And of course, commodities do well when the US dollar is declining. So we are seeing here this pattern um, confirmed in current price action. First of all, the decline of the US dollar is pushing investors towards alternatives. So we are seeing emerging market currencies do well. We are seeing precious metals like gold and silver picking up. Last but not least as well, we are seeing digital assets improve. As we think that the US dollar continues its decline uh, and US interest rates will decline further, we think that these alternatives have a place in investor portfolios and we see here further upside potential in these US dollar alternatives. That's all from our side. Back to you. Great. Thank you very much, Menzo. So that's all for today. Thank you to our speakers this morning and thank you all for tuning in. Do join us again tomorrow when Bernadette will be back and she'll be catching up with some more of our colleagues on what's moving markets. Have a great day, everyone, and bye for now. 
The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.